Welcome to First Thought, a podcast by Galway International Arts Festival. I'm Tiernan Henry, the host of the festival's Vinyl Hours. Vinyl Hours is a series of talks with music aficionados who take us on a musical journey through the soundtrack of their lives. We've had to edit out the songs here in order to release Vinyl Hours as a podcast, but you can listen to the guests' full playlist on Galway International Arts Festival's Spotify page. Our guest this time is Julie Feen an award-winning and critically acclaimed singer and composer from Galway. Our conversation with Julie was recorded in September 2020 in front of a socially distanced live audience at the King's Head in Galway. Without further ado, enjoy Final Hours with Julie Feeney. A mesmerising stage presence and eccentric pop genius, according to Hot Press, Julie's released three glorious albums, 2005 up to 2012, written in opera, then compositions performed by various choirs, ensembles and orchestras. You're a choral singer, a multi-instrumentalist, a conductor, and she holds a couple of master's degrees as well. And I've put her under the worst kind of pressure this week. I am asking her to narrow down a life of music and a life of listening to music into a handful of choices. So I think I've worked out another 2020, one of those devil's lists. I think the devil is going to put someone in a room and say, pick your top ten, and that's the only thing you can listen to for eternity. And you'll never pick anything, so you never hear it, because you can never agree on it. So I apologise. Thank you very much, but I apologise. So what we'll do is, I think we'll just start with a, a mm. piece of music first, and then we'll chat and see how we get on, okay? So this is a, 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 a young girl from Dublin. Uh, there's a start. <laughs> yeah, there's a start, yeah. <laughs> so 21-year-old Sinead. So why, why, why just to start this one? Uh, I mean, that, th- I almost can't even speak after that. Mm. You can't, who could say, you know, mm. like she should be allowed to just travel anywhere she wants to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, c- f- f- for that to come out of her at 21, and mm. I have a no brain on, I, I asked me once to do a special uh, on her, it was a radio programme, and he has he had an exclusive recording of her playing the first mm. time with the guitar. And it was as amazing. I mean, it was yeah. absolutely stunning. Yeah. It's just, it's just remarkable that this creature has come from he- here, mm-hmm. and that she, that came out of her. I mean, it's, it's a perfect piece of music. Yeah. It is a perfect, uh, like the expression, the words. This, you know, it's, it's just, it's everybody sh- should listen to that mm-hmm. once in their lives or fifty thousand times in their lives. Yeah. It's just, I can't. I mean, I'm not being very articulate about it because there's nothing you can say about yeah. that. I mean, it's just. And I didn't hear it. At the s- I didn't yeah. hear it when it came out. Yeah. So when did you? I I, t- I think um, well, you know the way your head is in many different places yeah. at different times, and then music is such a complex thing. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking that on, on the way down. Uh, certain music doesn't touch you in certain ways at different times. Yeah. I think I I was yeah I think I was trying to process my own things of what I was doing myself or you know as as a young kid at the mm-hmm. time. Um. So. I think it. I think I almost required a bit of s- more s- uh, sophistication to really appreciate it. I yeah. think. I think I did. Yeah. And I think now, particularly in the atmosphere, I mean, when I was making this, I had such a brilliant time playing all this music. But I almost had this idea that imagine we could have everybody socially distanced, lying down on their own, <laughs> blan- yeah. like little blankets, they could just dance with themselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was wondering if they could do that, and you know, yep. for a lot of these songs. And I found, a f- so when I was listening, particularly in this time, there's just something about that that's just, like I think at the moment, particularly as well, there's just, there's a thing here in people, people need, mm-hmm. everyone needs a hug, desperately yeah. needs a hug, and everybody needs a big cry, and there's something about that that lets you kind of, 
get a bit of it out. Yeah. Um, but but even aside from that, before all this this happened, it is an absolute masterpiece, mm-hmm. hands down. Yeah, and I think for I think one thing you know whatever people whatever all all the tribulations and all the other things one thing i've always found fascinating about her is how honest how just completely and utterly honest she puts herself on record or when she performs live and i think it's you know obviously takes a huge amount out of her emotionally um and again when you listen to that as a 21 year old you know i think what i was like at 21 that you know i could barely tie my laces you know yeah and and yet like it's a very complex piece of music and it's very emotional but it's and it's not just that it's complex it's it just pulls you along pulls you along i mean that to to be musically that complex lyrically poetically at at that age and it came straight out of her i mean and confident you know yeah yeah. but i I mean i just uh it's 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 the ability to 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 prolong that uh childlike quality yeah. of being honest you know yeah uh, you know when i look at ch- uh, in the children's world at the moment a lot yeah. myself and yeah. uh, just that that honesty that, that they come straight out and yeah. for, for for great artists geniuses like her mm. who can still maintain that uh, as in adulthood yeah and, and express it in such a sophisticated way yeah it's it's it's, a, it's astonishing it's an it astonishing is. piece of music yeah and it's a great way to start now yeah. we th- there's a long long list so we can be here all night, <laughs> or what we're going to do is we'll get through, we'll, we'll play snippets, but again, everything will be up on the podcast or on the, the Spotify playlist. We have a really, really good Spotify playlist, and it, it is definitely worth rooting your way through it, and it's changed over the past few days. Um, the past but few hours. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it's a great story as well, because I think what's really interesting about it is, um, and, and again, when I said at the front, you know, you're a multi-instrumentalist, and I think one of the things that sometimes overlooked when people talk about multi-instrumentalists is the voice, you know, that the voice is an instrument as well. Um, again, when, when a lot of these pieces, you know, th- there's some classical pieces in here if you want, but an awful lot are, are about the voice, and it's not necessarily that these are voices that are... are um, technically beautiful or technically brilliant there are those yes but there yeah, are just voices in there I think and it's about voice communicating and whatever the whatever the melody is behind it so um, with your own work how important is it to get the voice right well uh, it, not alone the voice I began to realize as I went along that the words are mm. also a voice and yeah. so I kind of began to separate those two out um, I think I probably took a bit longer to get stuff out because I was a bit overwhelmed with so much mm. going on and I couldn't quite separate it all out. But it's, it's crucial. That, yeah, the voice has to be... It's, I think it's just about expression. It's, mm. it's expressing an emotion in a relatable way, in a really s- succinct way, e- an economical way, without, you know, not without... Uh, you can embellish, yeah. but the core has to be really strong. So you're trying to... I think as an artist, you're, const- you're waiting, trying to wait for it to to filter down, filter down. I'm always filtering down, that's mm. what I'm doing now with writing. Um, so, so the voice, yeah, it's not, a, for me, it isn't about an, a stunning singer, stunning voice. In fact, I sometimes find a really good voice kind of a little bit jarring because it yeah. takes away from the expression yeah. for me. It's more about uh, acrobatics or whatever. Okay. But I, o- I think I almost prefer, a, it's, it's a whole expression. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be hit with something yeah. directly. Kay. You right. Know. Well, let's we play. <coughs> we try the next track. We play a little bit of the next track. Yes, Tory. I can't remember. Tory. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. So this is a, a Tory Ames track. It's from the end of the nineties. Yeah, the nineties. Yeah. A great, yeah. Tro- yeah. Uh, great crying track. Yeah. <laughs> just okay. being honest about the crying. You know. What yeah. I mean? yeah. <laughs>
So, Tori Amos. So yeah, I, got, I was into Tori Amos very early on, and I mean, she's, she's, she's another genius. I don't want to overuse the word genius. I was thinking about it recently, when it was a genius, but without a shadow of a doubt, the, the output of work she has. Mm. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen her live. She, you know, two keyboards going, both equally um, yeah. virtuosically and singing brilliantly, brilliant lyrics. Um, yeah. She she's uh, she's incre incredibly interesting. But that that's just a beautiful song. And uh, um, Tierna told me this wasn't a nerdy kind of a <laughs> thing. And I've done a lot of things where you we you might talk about your music, mm. and you do need it's it's it's. Uh, I I would be a bit more worried or that I need to give a whole comprehensive history behind everything in the other things. But this is, I think, as much about what I yeah. just love and things that I, I absolutely mm -hmm. would, would go to. And I don't have to prove anything about the sophistication of it. I just, you know, put together things that are just really loved. Thank you for giving me the, that opportunity to kind of refresh stuff in my mind. Yeah. So and I mean, I, I think as well, I think she's very like Sinead as well, in that this, it's almost an angry honesty that, you know, that just goes right through her work. You know, it's like she has this laser-like vision almost of, she is going to communicate directly to you, and like again, when you when you see her on TV or if you see her live or on YouTube, she's an extremely intense performer on stage mm -hmm. as well. Incredibly you know, intense, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, rage is a thing; it's not obligatory. Yeah. Do you know? I don't think people need. To, you know, you don't have to be full of rage mm. all the time. But we undoubtedly we all are <laughs> in rage yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know, and I think it's it's great to have something to yeah. to listen to. You know, but it doesn't mean that everyone has to uh, express that mm. or, you know, um, I, I, it's, it's interesting. I, I don't know, is, it, is that what I like about Tori Amos? With, I think, say, with Sinead O'Connor, it's just, it's all enveloping. It just takes yeah. me and I can't even articulate yeah. words. With Tori Amos, there's, there's the intricacy and the interesting rhythms yeah. going against one another, the, the layering of what she does and the, and the lyrics. It's a whole different type of artist. Yeah. Yeah. So she's... Um, Incredibly interesting. There's mm -hmm. so many brilliant albums. Yeah. So many. She's loads of them. And, and I had the same mastery engineer as her as well. Yeah. All oh, right. Which was really chuffed about. Okay. Right. Yeah. And your next choice is I, I, someone I'd never heard of. You know, John McGlynn. John McGlynn yeah. is an Irish yeah. songwriter, singer-songwriter. Mm -hmm. uh, incredibly talented. He's his um, brother is has made a Nuna. Ah, right. Nuna, yeah. 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 A beautiful, beautiful choir. Yeah. So they're they're brilliant. Uh, Brilliantly musical yeah. family. So he's this 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 I think is a perfect song. It's been around for a while, but yeah, it's 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 just a perfect song. Yeah. And you know, if we're doing this this playlist, I'm sure for all of you putting a playlist together, it's going to be different at different times. This for me right now, just I can't relate to the the cynicism mm. that is brilliant in, in a lot of John's writing, but um, the song itself is just a perfectly written song. So John McGlynn, yeah, I mean his voice, it, it, it sounds almost just like a, a standard folk song, an Irish folk yes. song, you know, it's a, a guy playing a guitar. Mm -hmm. But his delivery of it is very, very different. It's, it's, it, it's almost like you're saying, I think now you said it, that it, the connection with Anuna, it makes perfect sense. Because his voice is very, you could almost strip the instrument away, the guitar away, and it would still work perfectly. It would still work yeah. perfectly, yeah. yeah. It's a particular type of singing. Yeah. I mean, I think it, you say, like, no, so John isn't Anuna, but... The whole thing about choral music is interesting because it's so big in Ireland. Mm. Um, but then using Hiberno English and using Irish accents yeah. in choral singing is something that I think is good. Mm. And I like like to hear. It. I was a professional choral singer for a good for a long number of years. But 
I think that the, the group Anuna is very interesting from that point of view because yeah. it is an it's an Irish sound. Um, but yeah, John is uh, it's just the sensitivity and the musicality. Mm. There's a that later on that's a beautiful little very subtle string arrangement, and just a, you know, as an example of a really yeah. beautiful song. Yeah. It goes around. It's a, a an ear. What do you call it? An earwig or no? The earworm. Yeah. Earworm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not an earwig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, and, and again, it, as I say, I'd never heard of him before. But yeah, it's, it's it is a gorgeous piece of work. Gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Um, and which, and again, again, all of these so far, it's definitely about the voice, you know, and mm -hmm. and, and definitely this one is the voice again, you know, uh, another Irish singer. Sorry, I have to cut these Not short. Sorry. You know, it's a gorgeous yeah. string but thing, yeah. and it just goes on. So but I like the pair of them. Mm. She's got Beautiful this great pair, orchestra, yeah. or you know, instrumentation behind it. It's really mm -hmm. it, odd things drop in, and they're kind of complex and weird things, which is what she's always done. But then Earl is doing that almost just with his voice. Oh yeah, you I mean Earl is just like I think, like, and I hung out with Earl and met him, yeah. but I still can look at him as the same person because I think that voice it comes from the earth, Somewhere it comes else, from yeah, the past, yeah, it comes yeah, from yeah. it. It just comes from. Wait, years past. Yeah. Like he's he's. I mean, it's one of that kind of Greek thing of you know, mm. creativity coming through him. It, you know, he's the person. He's the mm. loveliest person. But it's this this thing comes out of him, and it's just it it was just kind of bolted through yeah. him. It's it's remarkable, and I like that. As a recording, I'm not too fond of the sort of the almost the sonic veil that's in front of yeah. his voice. But I actually like it because of the fact that I th I see that he's speaking from from other ages yeah. to us, then I'm kind of like, okay, that's what it is. He's speaking from behind this veil. Yeah. And the fact that he's 12 in that recording, right. you know, um, you know, like, <laughs> to be that good at the age of 12. I'll just go home. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. no point. But uh, just, it, I mean, there's, some, that's, there's, there's yeah. definitely something otherworldly yeah. going on there. I mean, he, he's absolutely yeah. an amazing singer, you know. And, and then uh, Bjork's kind of the same. I mean, it's like, she, she is, looks yeah. like she just popped out of the ground she in did. Iceland, she you know, just, did, absolutely, you know. But I think, uh, I think in a way, she's kind of like the Tori Amos thing. I mean, she, well, she's building even more. She's building the whole world, which is fascinating. I mean, I, I missed seeing her. Uh, she was in Dublin, and two friends of mine mm. ratted, and they said they, they, were, they were like three days had getting their heads sorted after. <laughs> they said there was so much stuff, so much conceptual things, so many ideas. They were just like, you know, yeah. they, they, they had to let it all settle because yeah. it was so... So, in, so um, what's the word, like uh, dense, yeah. the, the concepts and the, the ideas, mm -hmm. what she was doing w were so, uh, so, so complex that it was just, you know, it was an absolute fest. And yet, so like, they're still pop songs, you know, they're yeah, still, I mean, you, know, debut. There's, you know, yeah, you know. Yeah, debut yeah. with the 1993, I'm not one of these people reaming off years, yeah. I don't really know the years sometimes, <laughs> but, uh, but she, she, like that is, yeah, they're pop songs, she's yeah. just amazing. She's a great singer, and, great, the yeah. and the same. This is the, the next track. Is again, it's from the I think the early nineties. I think it's um, Hope Sandoval. So they're a, a California band, and they came yeah. out of this. I didn't realize from the Paisley Underground. So they were kind of a psychedelic band, early nineties, late eighties, oh, yeah. and then they changed completely to, yeah. to this to sound. This, yeah. And and I always think. This sounds like it, like it was recorded in a hangar or something, yeah. and that they're yeah. all at least forty yards apart from each other because yeah. it sounds vast, sounds vast, and yet it's really simple. Sound. You know, there's a, t there's a repeating motif on yeah. the piano, and the guitar is just just simply strumming the chords. You know, yeah. and then she sails over the top of it. You know. Oh, it's, it's yeah. that's glorious. Yeah. She uh, like I, no, uh, that that th she's one that's uh, uh, that very much takes me back to a time. You know, yeah. it takes me back to that time as opposed to. Uh, 
the other other artists that would have gone back to loads of times over all over the, the different uh, stages. But where, where, like, where did you hear? Like, that's uh, it was was it was in the early nineties? In that the early nineties, yeah. 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 In the early nineties, uh, like, uh, where was it? In it was when middle nineties mm. I heard it in Dublin. Yeah. And there was a whole s yes, I know what it was. So there's a whole massive attack and the Fortis head and all, you know all yeah. that kind of time. There was mm. a lot of things that sounded kind of like that. Mm. So that's sort of the representation in my kind of playlist yeah. just for now, you yeah. know, yeah. for all of those. But you know there was. Do you remember all that excitement about all that music? Yeah. It was really just kind of electric. Yeah, because every week there seemed to be another another album of just yeah, going, and wow. going to yeah, the yeah. I remember going to the SFX oh to yeah, see yeah. Uh, well I think it was Porter's Head. They had only thirteen songs. And on they the showed album. the film before. Well, yes, they did, and yeah. then they <laughs> they um, they they stopped. The show was really mm. short, and people had come, mm. and they were really annoyed, you know, yeah. because I think they had only one it album. Was the first album, yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> they just yeah. come on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> But that's all they could kind of do. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I think, at the time, I think at the time, everybody was really shocked. Mm. I think, because she was 29 <laughs> or something, and she was ancient. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so I remember that, yeah. people being shocked. How could she be 29? Yeah, an she old person. Oh, yeah. An old person yeah. on yeah. stage. Yeah. <laughs> Beethoven, which we were just listening to, and Stravinsky, mm -hmm. The Rite of Spring. And it's so funny, yeah. Beethoven sounds yeah. like the same time as Stravinsky, you know, he was so yeah. forward in his yeah. time. And then Stravinsky, obviously, it's just, you know, you said it sounds like, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously yeah. film music then came yeah. from loads of that. Yeah. But And there were, you know, riots at the first performance of, of the Rite of Spring in Paris. Mm -hmm. You know, they were throwing, yeah. I think they actually got physically violent because it was they were an abomination, you know, they thought mm. it was horrible. But it was a huge turning point in. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a historian, but no. it, aside from all of that, it's just an amazing. He's a fantastic composer. I just, yeah. just absolutely love that chunk, chunk, chunk things like eleven beats. Yeah. If you look up on uh, YouTube, you can find the different orchestras playing those eleven beats uh, at different speeds. That somebody has done a mix up together, yeah. and they've put like all the different orchestras right for like 1929, all the way mm. up to the New York Philharmonic, you know. And it's really just to hear uh, all the different orchestras playing eleven yeah. beats. Eleven. Don't. I won't do it. You yeah. count eleven. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so it's. Uh, but aside from that, it's not just the gimmick of the eleven. He's mm. just a beautiful composer. Yeah, because when, when I was listening to the other day, I was thinking about it. It, it reminds me a little bit that start. The, the beats remind me a little bit of Vivaldi, the, mm. the winter. Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah. you know, it's that sort. Of, it starts with the beats, but he goes to this, you know, lovely, gorgeous thing where yes. Stravinsky says, "Right, I've woken you up." Now yeah, I'm going to take you somewhere well, else you altogether, know, you know, yeah, yeah, you know. And it's not, it's, so it's like, not, it's, it's a second bit in yeah. the, the whole piece, but uh, yeah, it's the most, one of the most radical yeah. things ever composed, much more than rock music yeah. and that. Yeah. And it was 1913, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah um, Beethoven then, I mean, it's, it's very hard to kind of do either of those justice mm. in a small snippet, but Beethoven reaches the level of passion, you know. Yeah. That's the, the late, uh, that's a gross fugue. Yeah. And, uh, in his symphonies, I think he's just so far ahead of his time that now, his music now, still, to me, I can absolutely relate to it yeah. in the same way that I can relate to Sinead O'Connor. Mm -hmm. You know, on, on the right day, the right piece, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's some of the symphonies. It's, yeah. it's absolutely love, Beethoven. Yeah. And um, then the piece we started with just... L Lauritsen. which is a new... Well, yeah. it's a modern piece. It's a modern piece, yeah. yeah. yeah not new, but modern. You yeah, know. well, yeah. it's funny. I... I um, I'm very much, we all have our ways of rationalizing everything at the moment, you know, yeah. but I was just sitting there and I put on lyric and that came out and I was just, oh my goodness. And I texted a few 
the ex-singers that were singing with me in the National Chamber Choir, which is now Chamber Choir Ireland. And I said, did we ever sing that? It's just stunning. Mm. But it's an American composer. Mm. He's born the same year as my mother, which, which, which also I was kind of like, oh, God, you know, there's something yeah. in this. But I mean, I want that piece at my funeral. Yeah. Right now, I don't know if we'll have to pay for the choir, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it, like and it, that piece it does sound like a choral. It sounds like a like a, a 12th century choral piece, almost. You know, but oh, absolutely. yes, it's it's yeah. it's so rooted in now. It's know. so rooted yeah. in now. Yeah. I mean, it straddles harmonically. Yeah. You know, there are yeah. a lot of uh, there are a lot of references, mm. and a lot of the language is, is that. But it is it's it is absolutely like yeah. modern. I think he, I think it was written in maybe 1972 or something right. like that. Yeah. Um, but it is, he's a modern. He's a celebrated yeah. choral composer. So he's 77 now. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's just, I don't know what it is, what it did to me, it just, I mean, I've sung so many, I was full-time for five years from, the ch from Monday, Monday to Friday from 10.30 to 4.30. You'd go in, you'd sing uh, mm -hmm. choral music, and every two weeks you'd do a concert. You'd be all over the country, mm -hmm. travelled all over, abroad as well. And I'm sure, I'm sure we must have done it, but again, it's that thing, it doesn't always touch you in the yeah, same yeah, way. You yeah. can't, because there would have been so much more incredible music, I mean, right across the spectrum, yeah. the choral I was privileged to do that as my job for the time I was yeah. in it. You know, I mean, it was just, you know, on a Tuesday morning, you're sitting there going, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> this is my job, you know, but uh, so at the time, yeah. And like when you were doing that, were you still able to listen to the music? You know, or did you feel, or did you no, sort think, of yeah. leave, the, leave it when you left at five o'clock or whatever and went home? Did you kind of have no, to No, you were definitely more into it because there was a lot of conversation about music. And when you were on tour, there was a huge amount of, yeah. you know, they were, and the, the lads actually were all into cooking as well. They were brilliant at cooking, which I didn't catch on to until this year. Like, but um, no, they they were all, no. You you would actually be listening. Mm. It, w it was very rich time in terms of absorbing music. Mm -hmm. I did my first album actually came at the end of that. Um, I do go through times when I don't listen to music. So a during a lot of the lockdown, I didn't listen because I did an awful lot of writing. Mm -hmm. uh, but now I'm I am listening again now. It's because I've. I've got. I've decided what I'm writing, and so it's not going to affect what I'm writing. Yeah. I know what I'm doing now. So, but at that time, yeah, it was very rich. It was great to. Yeah. It's great to be able to be exposed, you know, to 17 part quarter tone singing. Yeah, everybody doing a different, you know, quarter tone apart. I mean, my my ears were so sharp. Yeah. You could you could pick out anything, you know. Yeah. Now I was I was kind of more. Um, be more somebody with a with my ear would, would be would be great but then you'd have somebody who had a fantastic operatic voice beside me and they mm -hmm. sometimes they kind of pair somebody who can read mm -hmm. really well or pitch notes and then somebody beside who had a f beautiful voice yeah. but you know i have a nice enough voice it's grand but <laughs> i mean somebody you know <laughs> i know you have a great ear <laughs> yeah so talking about nice voices we'll play the next two together um these are two americans um and uh i could listen to one of them all all day and all oh night yeah. anyway, you know. So Bob and Bruce. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So we move it? on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's well, like Candy's Room. I like that since like I was yeah. really young. Well, I don't you're know singing away there. I know, I, I know every single word, but yeah. I mean, I've, I saw some. I mean, oh God, as a performer, mm. what a generous. He's so generous. He's just and he just gives everything, absolutely. You know, mm. every single ounce of him. Same with Leonard Cohen. Was it, it was that generosity yeah. that you you know you could feel it all? Yeah. Everybody was just kind of very zen because mm. they emanate this beautiful quality about yeah. them, and that's really it's really nice too. Like I was saying earlier, you know, that I don't think rage is obligatory. Mm. You know, like like being being nice and <laughs> kind. You know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of nice. Well. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's re it just just makes yeah. the experience yeah. uh, nicer. Yeah. I like it anyway. Yeah. But so yeah, and then Bob, of course, 
he, you know, we're not going to say he's <laughs> the nice and polite or whatever. No. But, um, he's, yeah, I've, I've seen him three times. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, there's all, you know, there's all this, some people say, oh, he's, he's not great. I don't care. He's a, sorry, I'm going to say genius again. Mm. But, you know, the words, the lyrics, just, yeah, yeah sure, he's, yeah, we yeah, can't and even I reach Like, the two of them come out of a, a, that really instant American tradition, I suppose, yeah. you know, that kind of, the, the folk thing, but then obviously caught up in the rock and roll for Dylan, and then mm -hmm. the country, country and rock and roll, and then Springsteen kind of caught up in that, you know, the English invasion, I suppose. Yeah. You know, and and yet they keep going, you know. They they're, going. they're still. But it's I do respect know. as well, like the craft that's involved. Yeah. You know, these these people, the craft, the they actually the 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 drive, not not the drive, because drive sounds almost. It's like the word ambition. I yeah. hate the word kind of ambition when you're talking about somebody in in their mm. career, like they're just doing it like anybody else doing their mm. job. But the, with the craft, I mean, I did what I did see the latest. Uh, Film, you know the Bruce Springsteen yeah. film, and just just watch that. I mean, mm. it's fascinating yeah. how he works. Um, it's just to even wa watch the way his the professionalism, how he goes from yeah. project to project. Yeah. It's to be uh, to be you know to be aspired to. And I think like they, they what's interesting as well is they make you know they've written songs that are kind of just you know buried deep in us, and um, yeah. but their approach is so different. You know, like Springsteen mm. will sweat over the symbols. I didn't for even five or six that days, you know, or something, you know, yeah. yeah, and he'll keep going back and going yeah, back. Yeah, and Dylan will record, and if it sounds right, Grant, and if it doesn't, he just oh drops it and he yeah. moves on to the next one. And people say, "Oh, that's the best song." He says, "That didn't work." Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it just didn't work, you know. And and you, you know, yes, we could, I could listen to him all night, but this is about you, so unfortunately, yes. <laughs> there was going to be a, a John Prine who I reached yeah, recently, yeah, recently yeah. discovered. Just, I, I felt awful that I hadn't spent more time yeah. listening to him. You know, yeah. when he was alive, you know what I mean. But uh, still, it, you know, I, I played it. I played yeah. it like five songs today, yeah. John Prine. So it was something else. Oh yeah, something. And else you'd see him wandering around Galway, you know. I didn't. I didn't yeah. know. I see. I didn't know. It was another thing. I yeah. didn't realize at all. I missed all that. But it, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he, again, he's. I think. You know, I, th I think what we could do is if we use the original playlist. There's a couple of John Prine things oh that, yeah, that we yeah, could yeah, put yeah, up, so at least we put those Yeah, up, because you know. the crafting in his song, yeah. the craft of the actual song, how the song is made, yeah. his melodies, if you, you know, just looking at them, and then the words are so brilliant. Yeah. And John I think people, Prine, I think John Prine always, people always felt, you know, that he was very simple. And in ways, you know, he was simple in some ways. No, but, but I there's think there's so much complexity there's in There's an the, art you know, in, being yeah. in getting simple right. Yeah. The, the real, there's a real art yeah. to that, yeah. you know, getting yeah. simple, beautiful. Yeah, and leaving the space there, you know. You're leaving the yeah. space, and, and the, the, it still draws you in. There's an, intri it's an, intri yeah. it's an intrigue, you know. Yeah. So Suzanne Vega. Yeah. And corner shop before. So. Well, Suzanne, Suzanne Vega. Vega yeah. I mean, I devoured that the cassette, that that album. I just repeated. Uh, cassettes. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, yeah, it's like <laughs> it was. It was. It was red. Uh, yeah. Mm. She, she's. Just, yeah. Uh, you know, for her, I mean, she was probably. Uh, I think she was. I tapped into her very early on, mm. because the the word, the craft with her words, um, it just. Because it's a funny thing about, you, about using the word lyrics, because sometimes lyrics seems a bit more flimsy or throwaway. Mm. So I haven't decided yet what to call it. But I often say words instead of lyrics yeah, <laughs> for yeah. songs. Um, but yeah, I mean uh, the the poetry that she writes, yeah. really. And I mean the other one that I was thinking was the Queen and the Soldier. Mm. That song, it's it's absolute yeah. masterpiece. But uh, she's a fascinating, fascinating artist. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I, it was probably the seeds of my early love for New York as well, all that kind of thing. Yeah, because it is really New York. It's very New, New York, but it's very yeah. um, particular 
type of person in yeah. New York as well. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was always fascinated with, with that kind of whole scene. Yeah, and I didn't meet her twice. Did you? Well, no, like, I mean, don't worry, she, she <laughs> I was like, you know, yeah. she, she was, she was, she's not very warm, you know what I mean? She's in New York. <laughs> she's not very warm, you yeah. know, so, I, I, you know, I, I say I met her, mm. you know, but she wasn't particularly friendly. Yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't say, you know, yeah. but there was talk of me doing support, but there was some connection with somebody in their back, but it kind of fell mm. through in the end. Of course, I would have been delighted if that yeah. had happened at the yeah. time. It was about 15, 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with her voice as well, it's, it's, it's almost like there's a separation between the instrumentation. It, it's, again, it's like her voice is, as you said, the words that she's using um, mm. are, there's a, it, it's a, they're almost like a, a, a detachment. She seems quite detached almost, but she's delivering them really, really clearly. Yeah. Uh, you know, and yet the music is kind of underpinning it rather than overwhelming it. You know, yeah, it's, it's it all about th those words. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is very much so. And then she has the musicians she has are brilliant musicians. Mm. I mean, she's very, she's a great musician herself as well. Um, yeah, it's more, it's more kind of art or something. Mm. Even though it sounds poppy, it's, you know, she's yeah. making art. Yeah. And it's that kind of aloof thing yeah. about it. But uh, I, I, I would, I would listen to her song, songs on loop. You know. And then when you like say when you started listening to her, um, was we was there was, was there a lot of music about for you? Or did you have a kind of limited palette, but that you are not limited palette, but limited availability that you just kept going back and kept going, like the Springsteen thing that you well, just Well, thankfully, my, to my older brother had excellent taste in music. Yeah. So thankfully, he was into Dylan in yeah. a big way and uh, Leonard Cohen. He, he, he kind of exposed me to the best, mm. a lot of the best stuff. Um, so at the time, yeah, I mean, at the time, that, I mean, I, I kind of wasn't, uh, would I have been listened? I wasn't one of those people listening to a radio under the. Or, yeah. Playing, I, I don't know. I, that seemed to pass by yeah. me. I, I spent all my time playing the piano. Okay. I was playing, and I was uh, say when I was in school, I was constantly mm. like the the nun in the school had me teaching people, and you know, and I loved yeah. all that. I was yeah. like, yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to do that. And so, I'd, so I was kind of doing it a lot. I was playing loads of instruments and all that. So I, I don't know why I wasn't kind of listening mm -hmm. to radio. I'd started collecting hot press. No, that was actually way after that. After that, that I, you know, yeah. so so who, the music I was listening to a lot of classical. I mean, I was learning yeah. learning uh, piano and that, but it was it w yeah. I mean, it wasn't a huge variety yeah. really, to be honest. When I think about it now, yeah. And like, at what point did you start um, hearing your own stuff, whether whether playing it or, or deliberately composing it or just? I think it was twelve. Yeah. Yeah, I think right. it was. Yeah, it was twelve. Yeah. Um, I think it was the first song was about. Our pony prince who died, <laughs> and I think there's echoes of that in one of the first songs of my okay, album. Actually, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I didn't. Then I had all this kind of clutter in my head. There was so yeah. many things because I wanted to do psychology and wanted to do mm. teach, and I did all I did all the things. Mm. But it sort of took me the first while to get all those things. That's hence the masters and yeah, all that. Because yeah. I kind of ran out and went, okay, I need to do that. Okay, now right that album I need to make. Yeah. So it I, I was I was a bit like that. I was a bit frantic. I think. Yeah. You know, um, like and when you got to the space where you, you were ready for like the first album, if you want, mm -hmm. or were ready to do whatever, did you have it in your head? Did you knew like did you know all the parts in your head, or like was was it formed already, or did did it form in the studio? And the problem was for me, I was interested in so many different influences. Mm. I couldn't find any. I had no role model. Yeah. Or I had no. I mean, I, when I was young, I want. When I was a child, I think as you said, I want to be a film composer. Ennio Morricone was another one. Actually, <laughs> I, I forgot to put in there. But um, 
there was no role model or, or there was nobody around that I knew mm. that t told me I could do what I'm doing at all. So I needed to kind of check it out. And then cause it, because I was I had the, the ear, I was able to play things or, or sing in choirs. Mm -hmm. So I was sort of versatile. But that versatile isn't always very good because like I had a kind of calling inside me from my own voice, but I didn't feel that there was anywhere I could put it. Yeah. So then I think I hit my head off a bunk bed and I sat up when I realized what age I was going to be on my next <laughs> birthday. And I went, oh, I have to make this happen. Yeah. So uh, I, then, I, then it came out, you know, mm. because I was just thinking about it and thinking and thinking so much. And then it just came out in two weeks. Right. Yeah, the whole first album came out in two weeks. And you played everything? I played everything, yeah. It just all kind of came out, yeah. yeah. I'll ask and about that again because I'd love to know yeah. how you how you. Well, no, I, you I just know, put it down into put down on keyboard in the yeah. eight track and then and put it all in and then made a CD yeah. out of it. Yeah, I had done a masters, one of the masters, luckily, right. was in music technology, uh, and uh, and then I had this CD and yeah. then a friend of mine knew somebody who knew Def Leppard and they Joe Elliott yeah. and he said he did I could use his studio for two weeks only. Right. So we had to race in, and I just said that's we need to make this. Yeah. So Jerry McDonald, you know you know, was an engineer and we mm -hmm. made that. Yeah, so that, that was very quick and it was it was pretty much kind of not very many takes. Yeah. I didn't indulge like I did on the second and third and like I kind of am now, but uh, mm. no, I d uh, so yeah, that's that's how that kind of came out. And I still am not finished with the kind of styles, like the one that I'm working on now is, is kind of going in, in a direction. Yeah. But it's funny, I mean, you think, like I feel that I haven't even made my first album yet, you know, that kind of way. I've mm -hmm. Because I, I have about, there's about kind of about five different, took a little bit of time out yeah. for family matters yeah. Yeah. and care for somebody. Um, but because of that, now they've all built up. So my plan now is to kind of make them while we're all off duty. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully they'll have them made yeah. and be able to hopefully release Get them. Get them out there, you know. Then when the time comes, yeah. Great. So what brought you to these or where did you Well, I couldn't replicate too much here, but I'm very hugely into traditional music. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's in my blood. I didn't come out as a sort of traditional player, but it, on both sides it would have been traditional mm. music played. So when I'm actually composing or writing, I, I think I actually, you know, it's, it's traditional music that almost leaves the phrasing. Right, okay, yeah. It's funny because I haven't really kind of gone into that. One of my all-time favorite albums is, is Celtic Mouth Music by Ellipsis Arts, which I've bored yeah, you to yeah. tears about <laughs> already, but it's an amazing, amazing album. It's a green book. And it's out of uh, it's out of whatever print or whatever they call it. And I did I did look at buying mm. it for this. But it was fifty five <laughs> sterling. So I'd love to do yeah, that yeah, for you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's an amazing um, amazing album. And um, so, so lilting and mouth music is another huge huge interest of mine. Yeah. And I, there was only one uh, lilting thing on Spotify you could yeah, find. Yeah. But it, it was only a tiny example, yeah. so I kind of took it off again. So so uh, Labati and Sariant, um you know, you know the time when you're going to loads of things and all of that. They were kind of on the radar. They were over mm. here quite a bit, and they had kind of a bit of a connection with the Irish musicians and that. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I just they're mind blowing live. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. And they left that beautiful French Canadian thing. You know, the dancing. Yeah, it's all part of the thing, like the mm. Natalie McMaster thing with playing fiddle and the dancing. Mm. But it's the the music and this kind of not really jazz, but it's you know the sort of that almost feel about it. Yeah, it's fa it's a beautiful music. Yeah, really beautiful. I love it. And I, I and I suppose again, what what I find interesting with them as well is that just how good they are at their instruments. Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah. but casually good. Yeah. You know, yeah. this isn't showing off, but you think, 
how is he playing that fast? Or yeah, how is he, almost, you know? Yes, and, and yet, and the voices are all just going along, going along, going along. Yeah, know? they seem to have a yeah. versatility yeah. across yeah. Uh, dexterity yeah. and also kind of singing yeah. an ensemble yeah. and that. Yeah, they're, they're remarkable. I was thinking of that Ivo Papazov, the Bulgarian thing that also came into this, yeah. sort of came into this yeah. sphere as well, but I didn't yeah. bother going there. But uh, That's for another one. <laughs> another one, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and no, I love Lobotian Soriant. So let's, we've two pieces left. Um, and I suppose they're, they're, they're moving back maybe into, you know, one's a kind of classical piece as well, and then one is more a choral piece. Um, and I, I, I suppose what's, what's, again, like we've gotten through a chunk of songs, like we've played 15 tracks so oh far. Oh yeah, no, you I was know. only meant to do you eight. Know. <laughs> 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 you know, you know Galway Arts Festival, you know, Galway <laughs> Rules, you know. Um, and, and again, I think what's really interesting is, is the range of the voices and like every one of these things that has a voice in it, it's a really interesting voice, you know. And because I, I, I saw this thing, I was watching it the other day. Tom Waits, when he got it, he got some award recently, or what, two or three years ago. And he stood up and he said, the, and for writing and singing, whatever. And he said, singing something interesting to do with the air. And I kind of thought, that's really interesting. That's you know, and that's what this is all about. It's about moving the air around and wow. putting sound, whether it's from an instrument or from ear, into the air because it's something interesting to do with the air, you know. It's a really good you know. And, and again, even with the, like the old, not the old stuff, but like even a, a old acoustic instruments, mm -hmm. I think they kind of have, have that resonance um, that call through. Through the souls yeah, almost yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I spent so many years doing those <laughs> fugues and preludes it was just kind of reminding me of yeah. my school days and uh, I loved it. I mean, it's brilliant. And then my har harmony mm. lessons when I studied music as well. Bach, like, yeah. I mean, just so, so many. I mean, I've sung so much of his music and it's just so incredible. Just so beautiful. Just astonishing. Yeah. Again, I think Bach and Beethoven. Bach, Beethoven, maybe. Yeah, Bach, Beethoven, probably first for me. And then, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I kind of wanted to represent it a little bit. But also, for me, it's personal. Like, I used to love yeah. those. Yeah. No, I obviously can't play like him. But, but can you still play them? Do you think? I can, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, was, I tried it there uh, last year. I found mm. uh, one of the books, whatever the one I did for the diploma or whatever, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, I can still do it, but you have to kind of make a decision as a musician. I decided I was just going to, no, composing and orchestrating. I'm just going to, yeah. I'm going to use all these instruments, mm. you know, to go into that. There's no point in me trying to, to be something that there's other people are much better at, yeah. you know. I, yeah. I'm, better t I'm better hearing what, what should be played and yeah. orchestrating it and asking someone to play it, you know? Yeah. That's, that's what I kind of prefer to do now. So. And just on that, if, 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 you, if you hear it in your head, can you hear it then? Do you hear it, what you're hearing in your head? Does that make sense? Uh, you do, but you always, the in incredible musicality and skill, talent that a live musician yeah. brings to it, it always yeah. makes goodness. Like yeah. when having somebody play, beautiful player play th that idea, mm -hmm. It is, it is even more, it is more beautiful, yeah. yeah. You can, like, you have to, you get it down in your head. I use a lot of tonic sulfur, and I'm trying to use, um, I mean, I did, uh, like, the technology, but should the technology changes so many times, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, okay, right, which software thing yeah. <laughs> to do it? But I actually kind of prefer to just write things down on a page, yeah. you know, and then you can just look at it better and just do the lines almost like sketches. And then, then I, I can do the orchestration pretty quickly. I like using Sibelius, it's a, a thing, I'm doing something for an American choir at the moment. Right. They want uh, one of my songs, Dear John, uh, done and, and a few other songs as well. Yeah. So that's actually fun because I'm putting my words into all these different voices. Yeah. 
I love it. Like I actually love doing it. And, and when you're writing music out, then um, can you hear it, or c like can you image it in you know as as a real living kind of three or four dimensional you thing? Can, yeah, you can. Know? I mean, I, I I remember studying psychoanalysis. That was another one of the. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like no, I actually, I'm not. That's in in no way is that pride that I'm saying that. I, j I was like a little bunny running around the universities. Yeah. Just, you know, but one was psychoanalysis and mm. I remember the guy saying to us, uh, you can't hear music in your dreams. I was trying to see if I could do something. And yeah. He's like, you can't hear music. Now there's pr probably very eminent psych psychoanalysts here in this room. I, I don't know. <coughs> I'm certainly not one of them. But um, And I remember thinking, no, but I can hear because I have heard. Mm. Definitely. I wake up and I'm like, yes, yeah, and I have it. So mm -hmm. I most definitely, I don't know what the physiology of it is, yeah. but I most definitely yeah. can hear things and uh, ideas and I can write them down. Like and you can remember them. Obviously. Yeah, I can remember yeah. them, yeah. yeah. But you have to really make sure so to write them down. Yeah. Anyway, you know, always yeah. have a jotter near you. Yeah. You know, um, but so I, I do hear. So I do, yeah, I do kind of hear. I, funny thing, when I'm moving, when I'm walking, mm. or actually when I'm driving, I'm a new driver. <laughs> And uh, when I'm driving, things come to my head. I often don't put on the radio because I just like. Yeah, I think that's. I was reading a piece recently about the benefits of walking, not just the health benefits, but about how the space it creates in your head that's for other things just to fall into your head, yeah, or f or for things to kind of lock into place that you might have been sitting looking at a screen or looking at a piece of oh paper yeah. or something and it just wasn't working. For, and whatever again, whatever the physiology it is, it just seems to facilitate. And whether it's the physical movement, which might be back, you know, to rhythm almost to being in mm. a musical place, yeah. that things line up and fall into place. It Not is, always, it is but you no, know, it is yeah. true. Because during the lockdown, I, I was uh, cocooning with the person I'm caring for, and yeah. and these two, yeah. and um, I didn't know if I was walking because mm. I w was camped here in Galway, mm. and I, I did so much walking, so, so much space. I like I was going around with this all the time on yeah. recording. Yeah. Because uh, physical walking is just yeah. Yeah, in the air. It is. It is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So it's a distraction or something that allows maybe just loosens things up to yeah, know, distract your own body. You know. I'm sure there's a, a doctor in the I'm room sure, to tell yeah, us as yeah, well, but yeah. um, I don't know. Yeah, it's right. good. Do you want to say anything about this before we just? Or uh, we just th let so it this play? is uh, overtone singing. Do you know? I wish I could. See, I'm so because I'm with living with but a vulnerable person, I'm just yeah. being really careful with my we'll mask. We'll just let it play, you know, and you know, and yeah. You know, if you move your mouth, mask. <laughs> oh my God, I get into trouble for doing this. But uh, you know, you move your mouth, and the overtones come out. And, and the more you practice it, you can act, and then you do it in a choir, basically, mm. and then do it in a beautiful cathedral space. Yeah. You get this really chilling, incredible, incredible uh, yeah. sound. And this guy, David Hikes, very, very famous. David David Hikes and harmonic choir. Now it's, it's full on, you know. Mm. But, you know, you know what it is. Grand <laughs> <laughs> so. Julie, listen, this has been brilliant. Thank you so much for doing this. It's been a blast and a lot of fun. Um, so please, everyone. Julie, mm -hmm. Julie. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Final Hours with Julie Feeney on Galway International Arts Festival's First Thought podcast. For more from the festival, see giaf.ie and see you next time.